More Kane talk, UPL, and we get Zach Benson tonight coming up on Thursday. All ahead on Locked On Sabres. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We got a Sabres game from Wednesday, Kraft Hockeyville against Toronto. We got a Sabres game on Thursday, preseason game number four against the Pittsburgh Penguins. A real interesting lineup to get to a little bit later on on today's show. So stay tuned for that. We also want to get to some other things on today's show, uh, including Patrick Kane. We have more talk about Kane and a rumor or even beyond that, maybe reporting from a Mr. Darren Dreger of TSN. So we'll talk about that as well coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast and my takeaways from Sabres and Leafs yesterday, including a concern I've had in goal, and it was that concern was never more evident right out of the gates than the first period of the first preseason game that we saw Uka Pekalukinen get to that as well. But I do want to start today's show, by the way, YouTube channel. Hi. Uh, you could comment on the comment section there if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter at Lockdown Sabres. You could do it there or on my Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports. I want to get to Patrick Kane, though to start things off because I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but more juicy rumors about Kane coming from TSN's Darren Dreger, who remember was the first to report the Sabres had interest in Patrick Kane. Well, Darren Dreger, TSN vacation, just getting back. He went on Sabres live on WGR with Marty Baron and Brian Duff. They asked him about Patrick Kane and Darren Dreger had this to say. To get back to Buffalo, um, no doubt that the Buffalo Sabres have tremendous interest in Patty Kane. I know that Kevin Adams has had conversation already with Pat Brisson. There's history with Don Granado. There's history with Kevin Adams and Patty Kane. And historically speaking, the family in Buffalo, it makes a lot of sense. But, hey, I, I think there's obviously going to be multiple teams in the mix. That is Dreger on Sabres Live talking about Kane. and saying that the Sabres have tremendous interest in Patrick Kane. Tremendous interest. All right, you know what? I still want to bet against it happening, and I still am going to sit where I was last week on this in that I think this is about Kane's camp drawing up some interest and getting other teams to, to give him a solid offer because, hey, I could just go home. You want me. You know, up your price a little bit because I really could just go home. Um, insider trading, by the way, TSN had a little bit to say about Kane as well. And they also mentioned the Sabres when uh, talking about that. Uh, TSN, of course, is also where Darren Dreger works. So maybe the same information. But I still don't think it's a good idea player-wise. I'm more convinced just the fact that Dreger would double down on it and not only double down on it, but use the language that he's using, saying tremendous interest. And he makes some solid points there, ones that I made last week, as to why I wouldn't put the odds at zero even then, was Patrick Kane has known 
Kevin Adams for a long time. They were roommates in Kane's rookie year. They're both from Buffalo. And Kane knows Don Granado as well as Granado was his assistant coach when Granado was in Chicago. So there is a tie to the GM. There is a tie to the coach. So I wouldn't rule it out. And my meter and my uh, my meter on how likely I think it is to happen has gone up a little bit. I still would bet against it. Pure gut, pure speculation. You might want to feel like it's 75-25 to not happen. Um, but I might have told you it was – did I even say it last week? Did I say 2%? Did I say 5%? I don't remember what I said, but it must have been in the single digits if I threw a number out there. But now, you know what? I would give it 25% because I, I, I see the press conference in my head of Kevin Adams stepping to the podium and talking all about – what he's going to do for the room and what he was in Chicago and Granado talking about him and talking about how the hip injury, you know, really impacted his play last season. I, I could just see the press conference in my head where Kane signs with Buffalo. So I would want to give some credit to the idea I'm st- and more than I did last week, but not still in on thinking that it's going to happen because I do at their core think the Sabres are all about player evaluation, data-driven player evaluation, and making keen, smart hockey decisions, not falling in love with ideas. And to me, this would be falling in love with an idea. Oh, it'd be really cool that Patrick Kane in the Sabres uniform. Oh, the fans would love it. Oh, he would do a lot for our room. He's got Stanley Cup experience. At the end of the day, is he a good hockey player anymore? And I think the answer to that question is no. And I think the Sabres will, uh, will I think, think they'll end up at that same place. Now maybe there's, they have a, a, they maybe they have a model, maybe they have a thought about his injury to think that that's not true. But I, I'm guessing that that's where they're going to end up. Hey, this guy's just not a very good hockey player anymore. L- let's not do this, but we'll see. Time out here. When we come back, I was not impressed with the Sabres goalie on Wednesday night in West Lorne, Ontario, for Sabres Hockeyville, uh, for Kraft Hockeyville. Uka Pekalukanen struggles out of the gates. We'll get to that when we come back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented by DoorDash. I love DoorDash. You know, those Sunday football games, you know, maybe you know, maybe you just don't want to go out. You got the red zone on, right? Um, and you're thinking, I, I can't leave this game right now. It's 3 o'clock. I got, uh, what's his face? I got Scott Hansen on the television. I, I can't do this. I got to stay here. I got to watch Kirk Cousins or the Chargers blow a game here. Um, and I'm going to stick around and I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. Well, DoorDash, that's perfect. If you're hungry and you need it to come right to your doorstep, DoorDash is who you want. Trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant's favorites. Now, you could get grocery delivery that actually delivers too, with thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You're going to find the best in the neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. So sit back, enjoy quality groceries. Of course, you know, take out food if you want as well. Just like for groceries, you pick them yourself. Want even more value? You could save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer service, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Right now, get 50% off your first DoorDash order 
up to $20 when you use the code locked on, excuse me, locked at checkout. Limit, limited time offer, terms apply. That is 50% off, up to 20 bucks, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code locked on. Don't forget, excuse me, again, I messed it up. Code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, we've got Sabres and Penguins on Thursday night. And Pittsburgh, we've got a game to recap Sabres and Leafs. 5-2, to two, Toronto over Buffalo, Kraft Hockeyville, West Lorne, Ontario. Super cool rank. they got $250,000 worth of upgrades the big takeaway for me, more than the Sabres scored two goals, Henry Okiharu gets on the score sheet, uh, Jeremy Davies gets on the score sheet, uh, I thought Dylan Cousins looked great, you know, you would expect him to. Um, Lucas Rusek, pretty good, did stand out a ton, and he's a guy that is competing for a roster spot, I might guess right now he's not going to make it, um, in fact, I would bet heavily that he won't, but, you know, he's fine, I just didn't notice him all that much. The goalie is who I noticed the most on Wednesday night. Sabres fall 5-2. to two. They were outshot in the game 41-15. to 15. Well outshot. Like, wasn't even close. Toronto all over him in this game. Um, and they had some NHL guys, not Matthews, not Nylander. But they did Tavares. They did have Max Domi. They did have Kyle Clifford, Nick Robertson, John Klingberg, Jake McCabe. Like, they had a good any, a, amount of NHLers. Martin Jones played the entire game. The Sabres started Uka Pekalukin in goal. And he ended up playing 40 minutes. And if you look at the numbers, not a good outing. In 40 minutes of play, 28 shots against, 25 saves for an 893 save percentage. And if you look at the goals, starting with goal number one, he was not playing well. The first goal of the game, I really truly couldn't believe that he let it in. I guess I could of anybody because I've been the one banging the drum for Lukanen should not be this team's backup goaltender. It is a risk and it is an unnecessary risk to take when there are a million competent goaltenders out there in the league that can be had for nothing or that can just be signed off the market right now that I think is capable. By the way, reminder, I should have wrote this down. There's some trouble in paradise in Tampa when it comes to goaltending. They're going to be in the market for a goalie too, but I'll explain that in a couple of minutes. But on Lukanen, First goal of the game by Toronto, as soft as it gets. This is the type of goal where if you're playing the NHL video game, you throw your controller through the TV because your goalie blockers the puck up into the air and like swings at it behind him with a stick to try to make the save, and he misses it. Now that's how it happens in the video game. Well, what happened in the game? We got a wrist shot from the point by Connor Timmons, And when I say a wrist shot from the point, I'm talking soft floater. Let me get this to the net. Get someone in front to tip it. If you look at the back camera angle that was shown on TV, there's no traffic. There is nobody between Connor Timmons, who is at the blue line, and Uka Pekalukin. And he has got the the Red Sea is parted. He has got a clear eye at it. There is no deflection at it. Now, John Tavares tries to reach out and tip it, but he doesn't. So what does Lukanen do? Easy floater a shot. He makes the blocker save, but he pops the puck up into the air because he didn't get all of it, and it goes over his shoulder and into the net. Again, I think this is about 
as soft a goal as you'll see in the NHL, even in preseason NHL action. And that is my concern with Uka Pekalukin, right there in a nutshell. One play, a guy that will have him have moments like that. You know, he's not the most well-polished. He can have plays like that where the low danger shot finds its way through and you're scratching your head going, what just happened? And now the whole game is different because they scored first. And you've heard Don Granado over the years talk about how important it is to score first when your odds are winning if you don't score first. Well, there in that moment, if that's a regular season game, I'm pulling my hair out watching that watching that goal go in on Lukanen. Now, he ends up allowing two other goals. He made some nice saves. You know, he made some nice side-to-side saves. I thought side-to-side, actually, he looked really strong. And that's been said about him, that he got stronger lower body-wise over the, over the summer. Um, but that goal, number one, and then to allow two more on 28 shots on goal, you know, we're, we're talking about a player that is very risky going into the season already because of his regular season production um, that he's had in the NHL because of the AHL production that he's had um, as well. The uh, the Max Domi goal, by the way, like that is a breakaway, so it's not all on Lukanen. I mean, in fact, none of it really is on Lukanen. He doesn't make the save, I guess. Um but the puck does find its way through him. And it's kind of a backhand, forehand goal. And actually, the 2-1 goal as well was similar. The The Leafs just dance around the Sabres. And they go, again, backhand, forehand. Lafferty puts it in behind Ukepeka Lukanen. So the second and third goal, I don't want to get on him too much. I'd like him to make a big save, though. You know, like, give me one big save out of those two. And don't let the soft one in. And it's a 1-1 hockey game when they leave the second period. But with Lukanen, you know, that, that's the thing. If, if it was Devin Levi in goal against the Leafs, it's preseason. I don't care, really, if they win. But this is an example of what can happen in the regular season. If that game is Devin Levi, I think he absolutely doesn't let that shot in from the blue line, and he makes one of the two breakaway saves at least. One goal. Instead, with Lukanen, it's three. That's the problem with this team right now. Now, real quick, I wanted to bring this up at the, at the top. Big impact play as we're on goaltending. An impactful injury that has occurred in the Atlantic division that I think very much helps the Sabres playoff odds. Kevin Weeks, in fact, this happened just before I started recording here, so this is fresh. It's almost breaking news. I don't have a breaking news drop, but I probably should get one. Kevin Weeks reports that Lightning goaltender Andre Vasilevsky is undergoing surgery. Um back surgery has actually undergone it and he'll miss roughly the first two months, eight to 10 weeks of the regular season. That would put his return at about December first week of December. If that timeline is fine and he doesn't have any setbacks, huge impact to the playoff race in the Atlantic division, because that is, we're talking about 25, 30 games uh, of the lightning season. Actually, it's not 30. It's more like 20, 25 games of the lightning season that they will not have their number one goaltender. And man, there is no team in the league less ready to make up for their number one goalie's injury than the Tampa Bay Lightning. Because right now, what sits behind Andre Vasilevsky is former Sabres prospect and Sabres goaltender Jonas Johansson. He's the number two. And there's really no competition, I think, right now for the number two. Jonas Johansson has never played more than 15 games in a regular season. He played 15 games 
the year that he was on the Sabres last, 2020-21. Last year for Colorado, Johansson played three games. We are talking about a goaltender that played three games in the NHL last year, and he right now is penciled in as their number one. Now, you know, last year he was good in three games, but it was a 932 save percentage. His career, we're talking about an 886 save percentage. I think this is going to spell trouble for a team that we've already talked about being old and falling apart at the end of last season. So a team that fell apart end of last season, kind of showed their hand. Sabres only finished seven points behind them. And one of the mainstays on their team, maybe the most critical player on their entire roster to not get hurt, just got hurt in Yona, in Andre Vasilevsky. More so even the Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, because they are not built to sustain that injury at present moment. They might do something. By the time you hear this, maybe they've done something. And I think the guy that makes sense for that is Yaroslav Halak. You know, Halak is out there. Doesn't retired. He's still a quality backup in the league. He's a better goaltender than Jonas Johansson. He could get them through a month and a half, two months. Um, and he wants a no trade clause, no movement clause. They could keep him on the roster as the backup after that. To be fair, though, I don't know why they wouldn't have done that already. But now I feel like they have to. If I'm the Lightning, I got to sign Yaroslav Halak. If they don't get Halak, I think they are completely stuck um, with some really bad goaltending for a long while. And I think it could absolutely mean that they're going to miss the playoffs this year, which I was already flirting with the idea of they would miss the playoffs this year. Time out now. We'll run through what the Sabres lineup is going to look like against Pittsburgh on Thursday night, including line one. Line one is super juicy. Box office. You must watch tonight against Pittsburgh because of who's on line one. That's coming up here on Locked on Sabres. Final segment here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Sabres and Penguins coming up on Thursday night, 7 o'clock. This is a Sabres.com game, not an MSG game. So if you're looking for it, it is stream only, but you can find it on Sabres.com. And as we go through what the lineup will look like in preseason game number four, it really begins and ends for me, interest-wise, and what line one is going to look like. Tage Thompson centering Jordan Greenway and Zach Benson. Benson getting his third preseason game under his belt. I think he might play the rest of the preseason, to be honest, and maybe the only reason he didn't play last night is because... Obviously, Don Granado didn't want to play him three games in a row. But Benson is going right back to the top line. No Skinner in this game. So Greenway steps in, but at least it's another NHLer to make things interesting. So Thompson centering Benson and Greenway. Benson, it gives him another opportunity to prove he's NHL ready, playing with Tage, can prove he's worthy of playing with Tage Thompson if he makes the team out of the regular season. Watch for Benson. And by the way, the Penguins will be playing a lot of heavy hitters. It looks like uh, Evgeny Malkin is going to be in the lineup for Pittsburgh. Um, let me double check again their lineup because I, last I saw there was no Crosby, uh, and I don't think that he's going to play, but just checking real quick. No, Crosby and Malkin. Yeah, sorry, Crosby and Malkin are going to play in this game, as is Latang, Rust, Raquel, Alex Nylander. He's not an NHL anymore. Um, so you're getting a lot of NHLers tonight for the Penguins. So watch out for Zach Benson. He might even get some minutes against Sidney Crosby. If I'm Don Granato, why not expose the kid to a little bit of Crosby or Malkin and see what he's got. Rest of the Sabres forward group, Casey Middlestad, J.J. Paterka, Brandon Byro. Keep an eye on Brandon Byro. Never been a big Brandon Byro guy. Thought he's always a career AHLer. Um, he's got his fans, though, and he's been playing great in the preseason so far. 
He's making a case for being the first call-up guy or maybe even sneaking his way onto the team. Um, he's getting a chance with Middlestat and Paterka. So keep an eye on number 15, Brandon Byro. Third line I like is interesting, too. Yuri Kulik is moving to center for this game, uh, which is his natural position. Zemgus Gergensen's on his line as well as Isaac Roseanne. So Kulik's going to get an NHLer on his line and also uh, a good talent in a first-rounder in Isaac Roseanne. You have Victor Nuchev in this game as well. Third-round pick, big shot, Russian. Here's where <laughs> I think this game could get ugly and why I think Pittsburgh could really run away with this game tonight. Not that it matters results, but I, the Sabres are kind of leaving Eric Comrie out to dry. You know, Lucan in a real rough game on Wednesday night against Toronto. And my first thought was, well, here you go, Comrie. This is your chance. Go win the job. But you got to have a good game against Pittsburgh to do that. And he's got to go up against Crosby, Malkin, Rust, Raquel, Latang. And look at the blue line in front of him. Riley Stillman and Kale Clegg on the top pair. They're NHLers. Well, Stillman is. Clegg is a betweener. Really, you got two betweeners. Okay. Ryan Johnson on the second pair. Jandrick is with them, a guy that will never make the NHL. And then Nikita Novikov, who is nowhere near NHL ready. And Lucas Metza on the third pair. That is a that is a pretty rough blue line to put out in front of uh, Eric Comrie. So, hey, more pressure on him, though. If Comrie's able to have a great game with that blue line in front of him, give him the, give him the backup job tonight. But I'm not I'm not predicting that uh, that that's going to happen. So we'll see. Sabres and Penguins, seven o'clock puck drop again. Sabres.com if you want to watch. That's going to do it for us. We'll chat about what happened at Sabres and Penguins. We'll be saw from Comrie and uh, plenty of others the next time we chat. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team.